Sunday drive home. <laughs> Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. This guy in front of me is moving slow. Uh, that's all right. I was thinking about, we had today the text, this beautiful text from John chapter 20, the two Easter Sundays, Easter Sunday and the Sunday after, where Jesus shows up to the 10, but Thomas isn't there. And then next Sunday when Thomas is there and the whole big Thomas dramas. There's so much in the text, it's amazing. But I was thinking about this particular thing. This always, it says that the disciples were gathered together for fear of the Jews so that they were afraid. Not, not, not only did they not believe that Jesus was risen from the dead, that not, not only they believed that Jesus was still dead, they also figured they were doomed. They were going to be dead pretty soon too. So they locked, they barred the door. They locked, they're not letting anybody in. They're there, terrified, shaking, thinking that their crucifixion's coming next. And Jesus comes into their midst. But they're all there afraid, except for Thomas. He's not there. Now, where is he? I always used to figure that he was out at the grocery store. But I've changed my mind. I think that Thomas, the bold, is out looking for Jesus. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us, so this is my own speculation, so take it or leave it, as you will, but, but, but hear me out here. You remember when Lazarus died, and Jesus says, hey, Lazarus is asleep, we gotta go wake him up, and the disciples say, but they wanna kill you down there in Bethany, around Jerusalem, and Thomas says, we go up with him, and if we die, we die. Remember that? That's how Thomas was. It's a doubting Thomas. It's the Thomas the bold. Thomas the courageous. Thomas the not afraid to die with Jesus. Thomas is the, if everyone else forsakes you, I won't. Thomas is, he's, he's, he's counted the cost. If he dies, we, we, let's go with him. If he dies, we'll die too. Thomas is already ready for that. So Thomas isn't afraid like the other 10. And he's out, best I can figure, looking for Jesus. He heard from Peter and John that the tomb was empty. He's going to go verify for himself. He heard from the women that they saw Jesus and that they heard the angels first and then they saw Jesus as they were wandering around the city. And he's going to go find out if this is true. So Thomas is out in Jerusalem sneaking around looking for Jesus, investigating the tomb, trying to find out what's going on, getting intelligence, trying to sort it all out, while the rest of them, scaredy cats, are all holed up. Can you imagine? He says to Peter, you want to come with me? No, I'm afraid. I'm too afraid. John, James, you want to come? No, no way. They'll find us. They'll catch us. No way. Bartholomew, Matthew, Nathaniel, James, the less? You want you guys going to come with me? None of you guys are going to come with me? I got to go out there by myself? We're not going. If you want to go, you can go. We're not going with you. That's what they said. So Thomas, by himself, risking his neck, not afraid of crucifixion for the, there's just a glimmer of hope of finding Jesus. 
Can you imagine then when Thomas comes back and he does the secret knock on the door? It's me, dot, 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 dot. Uh, it's Thomas. You imagine how excited those guys were, the 10. Thomas, Jesus was here. Look, we just talked to him. He was here. And that Thomas would say, with growing incredulity, could not Jesus have just waited five minutes for me to be back? He appears to you guys who are locked in the room, and I'm the one out there looking for him? And he comes into, oh, and this escalating fury, unless I see his, no, unless I put my finger in his, no, unless I put my hand into his side. I'm not going to believe that. Whoa. And then we get this picture of there's this fight. There's the joy of the ten and the incredulity of Thomas. And they just smash into each other. But Thomas, we're telling you the truth. I won't believe it. Thomas, he was here. I won't. They said to go to Galilee. I'm not moving. I think there's some real anger in Thomas, as far as I can tell. And maybe rightly so. I mean, he's sitting there saying, Jesus, why don't you, why did you appear to these guys when I'm the only one, I'm the only one out there? I'm the only one risking my neck. You could have at least waited in five minutes till I got back. I, in my own imagination, have this simmering, this view of this sort of simmering room where the ten are on the one side and they're whispering with, about the joy of the resurrection of Jesus. Don't let Thomas hear. Thomas sitting over there by himself, just scouring at them. And that goes on for eight days. I, I just think Thomas is not going to let, let them out of his sight. He's not going to let Jesus come back without him being there. He does not. Eight days, Jesus waits. That had to be tough. But then Jesus comes into their midst. Again, the door's locked, and Jesus comes right there. And, and, how about this? It's so cool. And Jesus says to Thomas, peace to you. That's what he always says after the resurrection. Peace to you. And then Jesus says to Thomas, he repeats back the same words that Thomas had used already. Put your finger here. Look, my hands. Throw your hand into my side. Fine. Be not unbelieving, but believing. Now, Jesus uses the same words that Thomas used for this reason, is to, is to show Thomas and you and me that he was there the whole time. Now Jesus, and, and this is one of the things that we need to pick up in the 14 appearances of Jesus after the resurrection, is that he is, he's with the disciples and he's with us in a different way that he was with us before the death and resurrection. But he's with us nonetheless. And so when he uses the same words that Thomas spoke, He's got to look around and say, did anybody else tell him the words? No, Jesus was there. He was there. They couldn't see him, but he was there in the room. When Thomas was saying, unless I see his hands, unless I... Jesus was there in the room listening. And he comes back to Thomas with his own words. And by this he says, I'm with you, always. 
I haven't left the room. Here's my hands, here's my side. Be believing. And then Thomas with his confession, just like this, with tears in his eyes, my Lord and my God. Oh. I knew you wouldn't leave me out. Why so long? Why wait so long? I mean, we, we have the benefit of it because, and this is an apologetic sort of thing, is that when we realize that the apostles were not quick to believe the resurrection, they had to have it prove it to them over and over again. They were not ready to believe the resurrection of Jesus. They didn't believe it when Jesus told them three times before it happened. They didn't even believe it afterwards when they saw the empty tomb. Only John was starting to believe. They barely believed it when Jesus was there right in front of them. The apostles were not quick to believe the resurrection. It had to be proven to them, so God be praised. But this helps strengthen our faith. Because we take their word for it. We get it in the mouth of two or three witnesses. In fact, in the mouth of 11 witnesses. 12 if you count Paul, one untimely born. We get it from Thomas, my Lord and my God. And that's our blessing. Jesus says, have you believed because you've seen? Blessed are those who believe and yet have not seen. That's the blessing that Jesus wants because he wants faith always to be established on the certainty of the word rather than the uncertainty of sight. God be praised. I think it's probably after that that Thomas says, okay, now we can go to Galilee. Let's go, let's go. And can you imagine the joy not only of Thomas seeing Jesus, but the joy of the other ten as Thomas sees Jesus and believes. How happy they would have been for Thomas and for their conversation. I mean, that's something about the Easter story is that we, not only do we want to rejoice in it, but we want everybody that we know to rejoice in it. Hmm. That Jesus has risen. Ah. So God be praised. God be praised for the eight days of smoldering frustration brought to an end. When this day, today, the Sunday after the resurrection, 1,988 years ago, when Jesus came into the room and showed his wounds to Thomas. Ha! May God grant us a share in this joy because Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. Hallelujah. Sunday drive home. Announcements. Uh, number one, the Wednesday whatnot, free weekly theological email. That's cool. So sign up for that. Number two, uh, that's, oh, that's also the best way to keep in touch. Number two, God be praised, David Preuss taught this beautiful uh, uh, worldwide Bible class on Tuesday morning all the way through the Gospel of Mark. He's done now. Now I'm taken back over. So he, he jumped in and subbed for me when I got sick this summer and went crazy. And now I'm less crazy 
So I'm going to start teaching the Worldwide Bible Class this week. Tuesday mornings, we might change it to Wednesdays. WolfMuller.co slash Bible, all the updates. I think we're going to do a Bible study of the Holy Spirit. Ooh, which will be fun. So that's pretty cool. And um, number three, we got our, we're going to host a continuing education class this summer in August. All that, check the events tab at Worldwide Wolfmuller. Uh, www.wolfmuller.co. Uh, see you soon. <laughs>